says, Son of God, Eternal Savior, you're listening to Law and Gospel Rumination Tuesday on this August the 27th in the year of our Lord 2019. And with me is Pastor Mark Smith, who forgot about coming yesterday. No, no, Tom. Ah, you mean last Tuesday. Oh, last Tuesday. Last Tuesday, yes. I was on assignment, remember? That's right. Very important assignment. Yeah, you couldn't forget about coming yesterday because you weren't up yesterday. No, I was I was up yesterday. Sure. Yes. So, didn't you have somebody else preach for you? Yes. Uh, yeah, last week. Professor Okamoto oh, from wow. the seminary. He's a member yeah. of your congregation, He sure too. is, yes. He's really good on um, that item that Luther wrote. Fifteen eighteen, <laughs> just some item. <laughs> no, you don't remember which one. Fifteen eighteen. No, I can't. Heidelberg. Oh, the Heidelberg disput- disputation. Yes. Is he is he really solid on oh, that? Oh, in fact, entering seminarians often have a course just with him on that. No kidding. Yeah, I did not realize that. Yeah, uh, it also was the theme for last year's seminar last September. Uh huh. So um, I, I really love it. It's really good. But today we're looking at Son of God, Eternal Savior. And uh, believe it or not, that it came about in 1894. It was written by Somerset Lowry, and that's when it was first published. And there were slight alterations uh, they included the substitution of word made flesh for the Son of Man in the first and last stanzas. But uh, the arrangement is by Julius Rotgen from the hymn book of the Anglican Church of Canada hmm. and the United Church of Canada. And this particular rendition is by our good friend Henry Gerke. Yes. I had rented a um, mobile home to him when he first came to St. Louis. He was a teacher. Then he went through and became a pastor. And often he's playing here at Synod for worship services. Yes, that's right. He's an and excellent didn't you, organist. Didn't you do your... Uh, weren't you a pastor uh, under his dad up at Michigan? Yes, Arbica? yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, um, both brothers... Garkeys were there, plus two other pastors, and then me. So there was Mm -hmm. five of us. And I remember my task was seeing the first month, one hundred and thirty shut-ins. Boy, that's a lot. (laughs) By the way, I was out visiting. uh, I, I was still on vacation Sunday, and I was out visiting the congregation of one of your former members. Steve Reardon's congregation. Oh, my, yes. St. Paul's Lutheran Church yep. out in Wildwood. Right. Fine old congregation, 130 years old, 130 years old congregation. Yes. And it's growing. Yeah, I'll Under tell you. Steve. He's really a very good pastor. Good people out there. His uh, wife, Sharon, of course, was involved in the pro-life in, movement. And also the uh, international student ministry. Yes, that's what she's doing yes. right now. Yeah, so, yeah, we um, are very close to them. Because Sharon's last name was Meineke, and her grandfather was a member of my church. Her father was a member of the church. The mother was. How about David Meineke? Was that yes? The, was he what relationship to her? A brother. Oh, that was her brother. Yes. I remember him. Sure, and then sure. Gary Meineke. Uh huh. Yeah. So, 
So I, I tell you, that's a big family. And uh, David um, was ill for a while, but is doing pretty good now. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, for sure. So you heard a good sermon then. Oh, yes, good sermon. Yeah. And, and great people. You know, there's a number of people out there listening to our show, our, our, our program regularly. I know. And they, they said to tell you hi, and I told them I'd. Well, that's because I had Steve on uh-huh. not long ago uh-huh. on uh, one of our, um, I think, uh, yeah, uh, Wes couldn't make it. So I asked if Steve could come in, and he was real happy to come in. We had a good conversation. So, first stanza of Son of God, Eternal Savior. Son of God, eternal Savior, source of life and truth and grace, word made flesh whose birth among us hallows all our human race. You, our head, who throned in glory, for your own will ever plead. Fill us with your love and pity, heal our wrongs, and help our need. Two questions came to my mind as I was reading it. Source of life. And truth and grace. What life is being spoken of here? Well, not only our earthly life, but our eternal life. Yes. Yes, he is the source of earthly life, because nothing was made that was not made by him. That's That's right. That's right out of John 1. Right. Yes. But then he really is the one that brings spiritual life. I'm the way. The truth and the life. Yes. And so that's... You see, you need to explain this. Uh, more and more as I get into ministry, I'm uh, recognizing that what the proper purpose of Bible studies isn't just to get people to know what the Bible says, but to explain what the Bible says. So somebody could say, oh, yeah, I know God's the source of all life for everybody. But um, it's this next phrase that's really interesting hallows all our human race now what does the word hallow mean make help make holy right and it says all our human race now is that true that everybody was is made holy he's he's redeemed all mankind and what does he's, that mean he's he's atoned for the sins of the whole world that's right he's redeemed all mankind there's not one a uh, person that is left out. Even even the the scoundrels of history have been redeemed by his cross. And that means he's paid for their sins a- also. Atoned for all their sins. That's right. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to heaven. No. But what needs to happen is they must receive that holiness. By faith. They can reject it. That's right. And when they reject the holiness, it doesn't mean that they weren't declared holy by God because of the cross of Christ. It means that they refuse to accept that gift. It's a free gift, absolutely free gift offered to all. Really, really important. And this next one is interesting. Um, You are head who throne in glory for your own will ever plead. For your own will ever plead. What does that mean? He's, He's at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. He is our priest he is our advocate with the father he is pleading for us uh but petitioning he, the heavenly father for whom is he pleading for for his church yes that's important that see when you read for your own you could read it for your own will ever plead which means god is jesus is asking the father that his own will take place but no i think it's read this way for your own right 
will ever plead for your own people. You will ever yeah, plead right. for them. That's right. Uh huh. So it's not his will that no, he's pleading for. No, no. His will is the Father's will. So that's interesting. On the one hand, he hallows all our human race, but the only one for whom he pleads are believers. That's right. Yeah, there are no special gifts for unbelievers because they've rejected the source of that. This really is an important hymn to help people understand. I don't know if you've noticed that the readings from the last couple of weeks, particularly the epistle, really brings God's wrath down on those who are not believing anymore. Uh, like Jeremiah, you know, they're going to kill him because he says Jerusalem's going to be destroyed and the temple broken down, and they can, they don't like that at all. But that's what happened. Yeah, God doesn't fool around with sin, and we need to be especially in this day and age where even the Supreme Court has okayed abortion and gay marriage. This is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And they, they don't realize that what they have allowed is... Now, people can do whatever they feel like. Mm -hmm. They don't have to follow God's word at no. all. It's kind of like in the days of Judges. Everyone did what was right in their own Ooh, eyes. Ooh, that's good. That's a good quote. Yes. All right, I'll read two. As you, Lord, have lived for others, so may we for others live. Freely have your gifts been granted, freely may your servants give. Yours the gold and yours the silver, yours the wealth of land and sea. We but stewards of your bounty, held in solemn trust, will be. I don't know, when the offering is brought up, do you say anything when you receive the offering? No, we usually sing the offertory after the sermon. Yeah, what we've always done at my former congregation, I would either say this or the organist would play it. We give thee... But thine own, what? whate'er the gift may be. All that we have is thine alone. A trust, O Lord, from thee. Yes. And, and look at what that last word says. That... Uh, Held in solemn trust will be. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, yeah, we're we're trusted stewards. Yes. It's it all belongs to him. All I mean, of our mm -hmm. all of our wealth, all of our riches. Uh, uh, we're we're only stewards. We only have it for a time, and we're held in solemn trust as to as to how we're to put that stuff to use. And the way we put it to use, I really like the poetry here. You, Lord, have lived for others, so, so may we, we for, for others, others live. live. Yes. Freely you have received, freely give. Yes. And that's not easy to do. No. 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 <laughs> yeah. So you're married also. Yeah, it's like Luther used to say, the last, the last thing to be converted in a man is his pocketbook. <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah, I think he said that yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it's probably... The last it, thing it to be converted like is his pocketbook. Yes. Uh, love for money was one of the things... When Jesus sent out his 72, remember, they weren't even to take a purse right. or money. And, of course, in those days, people like them would try and get more money from people. Sure. The Pharisees would really get a lot of money from widows after someone died and say, well, it was necessary uh, to do that. And Jesus really criticized, what was it called, Corbin? Corbin, when you when you declared money that should have maybe gone to help your parents, yes. who were in need, they said, "Well, no, I've declared that Corban. I I can't." That's for the I temple. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and Jesus, Jesus showed oh, I, their hypocrisy. 
you know, what was it, last week? Or is it this week? Um, they're arguing with him for healing a man on the Sabbath. And he says, so if one of your animals falls in the ditch on the Sabbath, you're going to wait till Sunday to pick it up? <laughs> he was, I mean, they finally stopped asking him questions. Yeah, yeah. Because the people, wow, with what authority and wisdom does he speak? Yeah. Three. Come, O Christ, and reign among us, King of love and Prince of peace. Hush the storm of strife and passion. Bid its cruel discord cease. By your patient years of toiling, by your silent hours of pain, quench our fevered thirst of pleasure, stem our selfish greed of gain. Yeah, a lot of times people quote Ephesians 2, by grace you're saved through faith, not of your own, lest anyone should boast. But then the next verse they leave out about that you were created to do... Right, to do good works. Yes. Which have been prepared beforehand for you to do. Exactly. And that's really what this verse is talking about. Um, Notice that you've got a whole bunch of titles of Jesus. Number one, Christ. And that's the Greek word for what? Christos. Right. Christos is the Greek word. And uh, what's the Hebrew? It's uh, Messiah. Yes. The anointed one. Exactly. Um, and that that occurred, he was anointed at the baptism of John the baptizer. Right. That's when he began his mm-hmm. ministry. And then king of love and prince of peace. Now that prince of peace comes out, I, I believe the angels to the shepherds. Jesus, of course, on the last or the first night of the resurrection, peace be unto you. Peace is a real big thing, but a lot of people get that mixed up, thinking that it's referring to peace in their life, in their earthly life, when it's really talking about... The peace that surpasses all understanding. That's right. And that is a peace between God the Father and them. See, this, this is not understood by even a lot of Lutherans. That's the kind of peace you can have even in the midst of strife and, and, and battle. Yeah, even in the midst of your sin. Yeah, right. That's right. Because and according, doubt. According to Second Corinthians 5, God is already reconciled to you. See, every other religion is the opposite. They want to be reconciled to God, and they're trying to get God yeah, to be reconciled right, to them right. by their works. Right. Whereas in Christianity, the message is we are ambassadors of reconciliation. Yeah. So we're the people who proclaim that God already is reconciled to you because right. of the blood of Christ. We're, we're under grace. Yes. And grace simply means you're getting something you didn't deserve. In contrast to mercy, which means, oh boy, you don't get what you don't you get what you deserve. Right, that's right. And contrary to justice, where you get, get what, you, what deserve. you deserve. Yeah, yeah. What is that again? Let's go through those again, real quickly. All right, Grace, justice first. Justice, get what you deserve. You get what you deserve. That's every other religion justice. in the world. Right. Mercy, you don't don't get what you deserve. And, and grace, grace, you get what you don't deserve. Get what you don't deserve. <laughs> okay. I have a hard time remembering those. I, know. I don't know why. <laughs> They're really good. They're good distinctions to make. Yeah, I know. But I cannot remember those to save my life. 
Yeah, last week we talked about uh, an Elka professor who was bemoaning the fact that the Elka convention spoke about saved by grace as though it was some kind of substance and not an attitude of God toward us. And people were praying for more grace so that they could be sure that they're saved and this kind of thing. And therefore, the promises of God were set aside for this Roman Catholic view of grace. Let's see, is that Gratia Infusa? Yes, yeah. yes. Gratia Infusa. What, yeah. are, the, what are three? Uh, there are different ways of... Gratia Infusa is the Roman Catholic way of understanding grace. Okay? Right. And... You're thinking of two other Latin... I'm just thinking of the Latin expressions. Well... What are they? Oh, I'm asking you. <laughs> Gratia infuses is one I remember. What's the others? Well, Gratia. I, so I, there's sola gratia. Sola saved by gratia. grace alone. But but see, even Baptists believe that that when they make a decision for Christ, that's because God is motivating them. Mm-hmm. So they would save it by grace alone. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm unfamiliar with the other two that you're thinking of. But be that as it may, we don't believe in gratia infusa, grace infused in you so you can do good works and God looks at you and he's pleased with what you're doing and that's why you're saved. That, that's a totally wrong view. All right, four. Son of God, eternal Savior, source of life and truth and grace, word made flesh whose birth among us hallows all our human race. By your praying, by your willing, that your people should be one. Grant, O oh grant, our hopes fruition. Here on earth, your will be done. It's a great hymn. I'm definitely going to use it this Sunday. You know why that's really good? You know, you know what's neat about this hymn? No. Uh, this, of course, is Labor Day weekend coming up. Yes. And it talks about... Uh, by your by your uh, patient years of toiling right you know by your silent hours of pain uh you know talk about talk about labor uh remembering labor let's remember what he went through i've never understood that labor day and kfuo is closed <laughs> If it's Labor Day, isn't that the day we're supposed to labor? <sighs> yeah, you know. Uh, I say that. Labor is not, you know, Labor Day, I'll be, I'll be absolutely honest. I mean, I know it's the last, really the last holiday of the summer, but it's never been way up there on my list of of of, of holidays. You know what I mean? Well, you get with your family, don't you? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's yeah. it's 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 the last opportunity for us preachers to flop after a after well, a busy weekend. Well, the way I look at it, sermon wise, we thank God for labor. Yes, because it gives us. That's right. What what things does labor give us? Well, uh, of course it 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 enables us to enables us to to work for others, enables us to provide for our families. Exactly. Enables us, you know, the, the idea of vocation, that we're called into this vocation and enables us to serve uh, serve others and even our nation. I was recently watching YouTube and um, the worst prisons in the world. Did you know there's one place in Arizona, that famous uh, prison warden, that they have a woman's 
chain gang. Really? Yes. 50 years ago, they were, I'm sorry, the 50 states some time ago all outlawed them. But he got it back in, and it was amazing. They were all chained together, and they would go outside the prison and clean roads. and No kidding. And, and bury babies, this kind of thing. And they were all chained together. No kidding. It was really uh, uh, amazing. A, a woman's chain gang. Yes. And uh, they'd be marching just like in the Army and saying things, you know, uh -huh. in unison and such. And I'm looking at that, and I said, why would I ever do that? But guess what? If you weren't on the chain gang, you spent 23 hours in your cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And women were just fighting to get on the oh, chain gang so. yeah. to get outside, even though they were working in 105 to 120 degrees temperature. Yeah. Oh. It was amazing. But they loved it. And there were some who were inside that got hired as workers, like they did the cooking and mm -hmm. the serving of cooking, cleaning the rooms and all this. And people loved that. And they were interviewing a couple of them. Why are they doing that? Because it made the time go by sure. faster. Sure. And it gave them an opportunity to get out. Yes. Get yeah. out the fresh air. Yeah. And that was kind of interesting because we consider work to be a curse. Right. You know, Adam and Eve, that yeah. they now have to work by on all this. By, in the sweat of your brow, you Exactly, exactly. But in this situation, uh, the women were fighting to get on these chain gangs, etc. And they would get a certificate at the end of, they went 30 days. And it was really strict. In fact, during the 30 days I was watching, three of them got removed because they talked back to the guard or something like that. I mean, it was just really strict. Hmm. And um, you would thought that they got out earlier then, but they didn't. After the 30 days, they just got a certificate, and then they had to go back into prison to finish off their term. It was just really amazing. Hmm. Never but, heard of that. Yeah, yeah. It's that famous warden that uh, a lot of folks don't like because the men are intense because there were so many criminals, so he just built tents that they're in, no air conditioning. Oh or yes, I've heard it. Didn't he wear make? Didn't he make them wear pink? pink yes, pink pajamas or exactly. something. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, he's. A, I think he's a sheriff. Is he a sheriff? Yes, or a yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's a sheriff too, because he was elected. But um, I tell you, more and more people as they were leaving when they got out, they said, "I never want to come back here." <laughs> yeah. And they yeah, would that'll really. Cure. That'll cure. Well, the funeral was really interesting because it was a baby, but nobody knew where it was from. Mm -hmm. And most of the women were crying as oh. they had a worship service by yeah. a Roman Catholic priest in the name of Jesus and everything. And all the women were praying and such. It was really very interesting to see that. Mm. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but. So are you going to be back with us next Tuesday? Planning on it, yes. Okay, we'll see what happens. And you've already mentioned that you're retiring in... Uh, end of this calendar year, end, getting up right after the holidays. Yeah, interesting. So we'll have a few more hymns to go through. And uh, this is my last Sunday at two of the churches near Effingham. So I am available for preaching on Sundays or even working with the congregation with shut-ins, adult instruction, 
let me know. I'm Tom Baker, Long Gospel at longgospel101.com. Till tomorrow, God bless. Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962.